0: Hey, it's Stephanie and I'm back for another episode of Strong Opinions and I've been passionate about this specific topic for a really, really long time. It actually takes me back to the early days of my career when I was heavily involved in email marketing and everyone seemed to be uber focused on growing email subscriber lists. Don't you remember those days where you'd have like a monthly subscriber growth target and that's how you would determine like the success of your email marketing program? And this I'm talking even back before the days of where you could even really measure opens. And that meant sometimes we cared less about the quality of that email address as long as it was an actual email address. So let's just say a lot's changed in the email marketing world since those times. And I find that most good marketers have wised up about how to really run an email acquisition campaign. And they really do strive to be better about acquiring good email addresses from potential customers. However, I sometimes wonder if we've actually changed one bad behavior for another. Think about it, how many times have you heard from an executive, results aren't where they need to be, send another email. Like that that's the answer for everything. Now, don't get me wrong, email does drive revenue. Email is a 38 to one ROI. So I get why oftentimes it feels like send more email equals earn more business. And it happens all the time, brands of all types, and I'm talking about B2B and B2C so let me give you a few personal examples one of my favorite brands is pottery barn if we're being honest i'm kind of a big fan of the whole williams sonoma line if you go in the interior of my house and the exterior during the holidays it kind of looks like a pottery barn catalog catalog exploded inside it i love them but they send so much email like so much email i get multiple emails from them every single day especially when they're running a sale and don't even get me started on how much email they send during in the holidays. Cause it's like even worse. So think about this. It irritates me. And I love, love, love their brand. How do you think about people who don't love their brand, who are on their email list and they get the same amount of emails? It's a problem and marketers are doing the exact same thing in B2B. I can't even begin to tell you how many emails I receive every single day from marketers that are trying to get a meeting with me. It's so much email. And the ironic part, they're not calling me. They're not trying to leave a voicemail. They're not sending me direct mail. They're not sending me LinkedIn messages. They're just putting me on some automated email nurture track that I never asked to be on. And those emails are sent all hours of the day, all days of the week. So heads up for my B2B marketing friends. No one is sending emails in the middle of the night. If you're automating emails, think about time zones for who's receiving them. I know you're not emailing me at 3 a.m. when you're based out of New York, or you're not emailing me like on 4th of July. Do that and you definitely are going to get deleted. So we've established that most brands are sending more emails than they should because why email drives results. But the worst part is that this is happening to people who probably don't even want your email or even signed up for it. And even if they did sign up for it and they're not paying attention to it and they're not engaging with it, they probably don't want it anymore. Yes, I'm talking about unengaged subscribers. The ones that so many of us seem to keep on our email list and send to repeatedly, even though they haven't opened an email in months. Why do we keep doing this? Now, I think if if I'm looking back, it's probably because we have this old thing ingrained in us that email subscriber list is a measure of success for email marketing efforts, even though we all know that's not the case anymore. And we're still honestly somewhat desperate to have that number be as large as possible. But why? They're not engaging with your emails. And I know email is an extremely cost-effective channel to use, but why are you wasting your time and money sending them emails that they don't want? And they're likely just too lazy to unsubscribe because it's just easier to delete you or mark you as junk. And that's why you have to be ruthless about breaking up with your unengaged subscribers. Yes, I am saying that you should actually remove email subscribers from your list. If they're not engaging with you during a set period of time. So let me give you a second to let that sink in. I know that some of you probably think I'm crazy right now, but it's the truth. Your email subscriber list health isn't determined by the size it is. It's determined by engagement and results. You shouldn't care how many people you can blast with an email at a moment's notice if those people don't actually want to receive your email and actually engage with it. So that begs the next question. How do you break up with a subscriber? Well, the best thing to do is set a period of time where you're going to review who's actually engaged with emails that you've sent versus who's not. And for most brands, that's probably going to be around a six month time period and looking at it every six months and really comparing the number of emails that you're sending with the percentage of them are being opened by each email subscriber. So the easy ones to find are the people who actually haven't opened a single email. And I think if you do this exercise, you might actually be shocked how many of people those actually are. The harder part is the people that like randomly engage with your emails, but not consistently. So you might send out, let's say hundred emails and they've opened four or five of them. Like, what do you do with those people? And that's where this breakup email comes into play. It's a great tool for both B2B and B2C, and I see so so few brands actually using it well. So here's how it works. You're going to develop your list of unengaged subscribers, and you're going to send them a breakup email where you're basically telling them that they're going to stop receiving emails from you unless they take some sort of action, such as re-opting into the email. Now, here's the key point. They have to take an action that's not just opening up that email, or you're going to find yourself doing it to the exact same group of people six months from now. And your breakup email has to be creative. And I'm talking about really creative with a fun subject line. So like I've sent out ones that are like breaking up is hard to do, um, playing off that song or doing like, it's time to say goodbye. Something that is really kind of clever, that is clear in the subject line, what's going on. So when they open it, they know what to expect. Don't do one of those ridiculous subject lines. Like I know you're busy or trying to get a hold of you again. I get that. It doesn't work. So do something different and clever and a clever subject line for these types of emails will actually drive people to open them. And you're going to find unengaged subscribers who haven't engaged with you in months actually saying, wait a second, I, I do want to restart this relationship. So I know it cr- sounds a little crazy, but you can actually use these breakup emails to restart relationships you have with your email subscribers by telling them that you're going to leave if they don't take an action. And anyone that doesn't take that action, they get removed. I know it's going to hurt when you see your email size dwindle a little bit every time you do that, but here's the thing, it's going to keep your email list healthy. So that momentary pain of seeing that number go down will change when you send your next email and you see how much higher your open rate is because you're sending to people who actually want to read it. And they're the ones that are more likely to open it to begin with. So take some time, break up with your unengaged subscribers. The world's not going to end and you're going to have a stronger email program because of it. So if you're enjoying Strong Opinions, leave us a rating and review on iTunes and feel free to tweet at me at StephanieClock04 and tell me what topic you want to hear about in a future episode of Strong Opinions.